Level Up Latina partners with working women and mamas alike to guide them in achieving fulfilling career and life goals through financial empowerment, professional or leadership coaching, and personal wellness. Find the unique coaching you need to succeed. You're listening to Vettel, Ceci, and Irene, and we are Level Up Latina. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Level Up Latina podcast. This is episode 126, and today our topic is facing resistance and knowing your why to keep going. Resistance can come from all places. It can come from friends, family, partners, coworkers. I mean, you name it, it's coming. And a lot of times we see it when we are in a process or on a journey of self-discovery or or growth or just in moments when we're trying to just do something good for someone else because we know that they deserve better or that we know that we you know that we want something better for that specific person or the people in our lives so in this uh, topic for today we're going to touch on a couple different things and how this resistance shows up and why it's so important to know your why so they can keep moving forward so before we jump on into this um, delicious topic, let me check in con mis uh, amigas socias, amigas del alma, mis chuladas de la vida. ¿Qué onda? Irene y Ceci, ¿cómo se encuentran? Muy bien, muy bien. Bueno, más o menos, este, ahorita I was telling Irene that um, we have our organization's gala, but after that, it's a short, like, virtual gala. Uh, some of us are going to be in person, uh, pero va a ir un, un mariachi, so I'm excited about that, so... It's only about an hour, so we're going to take advantage of that and do date night afterwards. And it, I was telling her it's a much, much needed date night because we haven't had one in a while. It's been a crazy two months with a lot going on. So I'm excited to finally be able to sit down with my husband, enjoy a, a drink and talk without, you know, interruptions left and right from my twinsies. She's like left, literally left and right. She uses sí, her hands. literally, así pasa. Aquí se se mantiene y acá está Paulita. Yeah. ¿Y tú, Irene, cómo te encuentras, chula? Irene's <laughs> like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, I'm down. I'm ready. Like, who's down? Who wants to take this? Very cool. I know when we were going back and forth into, what should we talk about? And I feel that this really, um, we had a few, you know, things that connect with us personally in our lives and some things that we've had that we've been discussing with clients and potential clients as well. When, you know, there's this, the journey of like, when we even decide that we want to invest in ourselves or um, whether we go with a coach or we do therapy or anything that we decide to do in our lives, we, we kind of focus too much on what is everyone else going to think, right? Like if my growth doesn't match everybody else around me, what happens then? Like my husband's not going to like it. My boyfriend's not going to like it. My girlfriend's not going to like it. My homegirls aren't going to like it. My mom's not going to like it. You know how our moms are. So it's always something that's like creating like this pull, like keeping us from wanting to make this move forward and make this progress for ourselves. Um, So I wanted to check in with you ladies about like where specifically have you like noticed that there's this resistance or um, or something that's keeping you from from really getting to where you want to be or or keeping you from making that progress. And what is that why that keeps you going or keeps whomever going? For our listeners, we chat about this. We really dig in. We think about our lives. And, you know, we are three open books for sure. But we also think about our clients' lives. And at this point, we've had so many clients, so many interesting stories. So maybe our clients will hear themselves on one of these stories. And we're definitely not going to use names because that would not be appropriate. But, um, again, these are all shared to really support everyone out there who's experiencing the same thing. In terms of resistance, a theme that I am finding with a lot of my clients right now is that they're getting a lot of resistance 
distance from their couple, whether it's boyfriend, whether it's husband, whether it's a long-term relationship or short-term even. There's a lot of growth happening in the women that we work with. Duh. They have coaches, right? They're trying to get to the next level. They're hungry. They're by just by default, ready to get after it, but they're not always matched with support from their spouse. And, and the spouse could be like, in this case, like I said, boyfriend as well. Uh, and what's happening, I think from my perspective as a coach, and because I've done this for so long, and even because I've been married for as long as I've been married, 15 years, I see that the resistance they're getting is their spouses manifest as unsupportive or knocking the things they're doing, not celebrating the things they're doing, not celebrating their wins. And I think that's a fear. I think that's like an insecurity in the spouse. I'm not a therapist. I'm not trying to therapize. I know that's not even a word, but I love using it. But I I feel like my Mm -hmm. gut tells me like when my clients are winning left and right, and they're not comfortable telling their significant other, it's because a significant other has got some feelings around that winning. And what I've found a lot, the resistance that I see, if I could put words to it, is that I often see couples or couple doc, we're always like opposites, it feels like. Everybody's like, oh, they're perfect for me, we're opposites. I think it happens with a lot of couples on purpose, like God put opposites together for a reason. If not, you kill each other. But I see that I have clients that are growth focused and growth mindset and ambitious, and they're often coupled off with fixed mindset people. And I used to think like fixed wasn't bad. I've changed. I'm like, no, fixed is bad. <laughs> I'm And I'm sorry to go good or bad because you should never go good or bad, right? Because yeah. nothing's really good or bad. But in this case, I'm like, man, some people are just growing and elevating. And when you're so stuck in your ways, which is being fixed mindset, it's so going to rub the growth person the wrong way and vice versa. So I'm seeing so much resistance like that, where people are taking off and they're doing it almost like they want to do it secretly. You can't grow and have success. No. Secretly. You can't hide yeah. your success because your man don't want to succeed. Right? Like yeah. you can't keep from them that you're like glowing up like that term the young kids use. But I'm finding it so much where I'm struggling and working through with my clients, having to not stop their success, not change their goals, not change their ambitions not be mad at their spouse who's fixed or who doesn't see it or who doesn't get it or who like talks them down or tells them they shouldn't get their hopes up. And not all of my clients are boot up in this way, but right now I think all of my clients have a couple, but there's a few, there's a few that are definitely being met with the resistance of the partner that they love and the partner that they've built a life with is not on the same path that they're on, or at least the partner's going at a very different pace or is very judgmental and that resistance is hard. So we're working through a lot of the don't let it slow you down. What is your why? Is it big enough to keep you going? Is it your kids? Is it your job? Is it your goals? Is it your dreams? Is it because you want to build an empire? Well, you know, your, your spouse may not build that empire with you. And can you stay together? I don't know. Can you sustain it? I don't know, but don't not build. Like my success is always like, yeah. what do you want? Like, what do you, if you want to grow, you can't not grow because they don't want to. So it's been, it's been interesting ladies to say the least. Yeah. I'm sure that there's partners out there. You mentioned that there's fear and there's fear and there's a fixed mindset. The only thing is that if there was a fixed mindset of someone that has been completely like just done everything they could to learn and, you know, and, and be like at, you know, at a whole nother level mind level, then I'm like, okay, stay in your your mind level, high level mindset of being fixed where you can have, you've already gone through everything. And this is just my point of view, but if there's people that have not gone through that or experienced any kind of growth, and then it's going to suck. And you mentioned something that's very, I think it's very important. There's this fear, right? Like with the, with the women that we're working with, the people that you're coaching, for example, and that we're coaching, go build that empire. You said either they're going to come along or they're not. And those are always tough tough conversations to have and tough things, decisions to make, tough things to discuss um, with your partners, because it's like, 
when you're going to build that empire, you still need support. You need support from the people closest around you. And if in this case, it's your partner, your husband, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, that person means so much to you that their input really makes an impact in your life and in what you're doing. So many times we're going to have to cut ties. And the thing is that some of the women can become fearful of that growth and have, and knowing they're able to do it yet. Are they willing to let go of something that's really keeping them back? Because this why has, that's why it's so important for this why to really like mean so much to you. Like, why is it you're doing it and have clarity on that, that because if anything else comes along the way, either, Hey, homie, come with me, come along with me for this path and grow with me or really deuces wild. See you later. It's tough because it's like yeah. right, a relationship, a whole life. And we are careful about not telling our clients like, well, you need to get a new man. Like, we don't do that. We don't do that. But if you really know what you want and why you want it and you come to your own conclusion, like you start to see like when good starts happening. And I'm going to talk a little bit about this in another episode we're going to do later in the year, but our tip of the year. But I've really seen it that when you just focus on the right things, more of the right things are coming. So you can't really slow a moving train. So I'm just really trying to get my clients to stay on that moving train. If it's a good thing and it's on the upward swing, let's just see where the chips fall. And I know there's going to be drama and tension and boo might be holding you back. Boo might be sabotaging you, but you just hang on to that moving train girl, because you are just going in, you're going up, you're going up mm -hmm. in this way. And like Vettel said, it's hard. We, this is a podcast. You're not going to get all the dirt. I'm going to tell you everything. You're not going to get mm -hmm. all the sessions, but in the, we're dealing with the hard. We're dealing what happens with the hard and when it gets hard in the drama and the fights, but we're also dealing with not getting off the train, like keep going, keep pushing. And I want to all the women listening, because you're probably thinking, that's my mama, that spouse you're describing, or like, that's my coworker that I work with and I have to work with and I'm not quitting my job and they're not quitting either, mm -hmm. whatever. but stay on that moving train, boo. Like, do you, what can you control? Do you focus on you? I know it's hard because like Vittle said, we need support, get support somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And if they're hating on the where you get support, Shit, get it secretly. I even told like one of my clients, I hope that your spouse doesn't read my texts. And they're like, hey, me. They're going to be a bad Yelp review. <laughs> yeah, please change your passport every night. Please change your passport every night. Delete this. No, um, we are going to gas them up and we're going to keep them on the right path and we're going to be their support. Or maybe, mm -hmm. you know, your mama's your support and you go to your mama, but not your spouse. Or maybe your friends, find your friends. If you don't have your circle, come to us. Like, find your support because if it's not from your spouse or your immediate partner, you may not be able to change that. You have to accept that. You have got to accept that and you got to find the support elsewhere. So I like the clients that I have that are strong enough to know I'm going to keep this one to myself. I'm going to share this win with the people that are going to celebrate this win with me and help me get more wins and not the people that are going to put fear and doubt and like just all the drama, all the sabotage. Or poop on my parade, right? Poop on yes. my parade. It's like no need for that. Yes, because I, they're whatever, yeah. their own thing. You know, what's really important too in this situation is communication, right? It's like, yo, mom, I need you to understand where I'm at. Like, this is what I'm going through. And I, I know that you, it, to you, it sounds like I'm a tontita or a pendejita and I don't get it or lalita, you know, like, but I'm not like, you have raised me right. And we need to kind of like remind them, not check them. We can't go and check our parents, right? It's like, we can remind them and like, just the way we communicate with them or we can't, you know, we, we can check sometimes our spouses or our partners, but just like bringing them along for the ride. We've talked to the, about this before. Like, look, this really means so much for me. And, and it's for me yet, but it's also for our entire family. I'm doing this for us. You know, I have, I have all of you on my back. I'm ready to pull you guys along, bring you along on this journey with me, but I need you guys to be that support system. I need you to tell me like, yes, you can do it. Or, Hey, maybe this is something that, you know, you might want to try instead, but don't come with that negativity 
and don't come close-minded in the sense of like where I'm going. But communicating where we're going is very, very important so that they can decide to jump on that train that's come, that's moving forward or jump off when they get a chance because you know, there's nothing, there's no point. My resistance right now is cold and flu season. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. I had, so Gali was like, is in school and I kept, she went to school Monday and then on Tuesday she woke up con la garganta que le doy. I said, mami, me doy la garganta. And we're like, you know what? Stay home. But I, then I had to like remind myself, check myself. Like, okay, Vero, you're, you know, not every family has the same, is in the same situation. So I was like, you know what? I text the school. I'm like, we're going to keep her for the day because they're la garganta. On Wednesday, she woke up and she felt better from her throat, but she had a little bit of a, of a runny nose, slightly, but it wasn't like green mocos, nothing like that. So I'm like, you know, let's take you to school. If they tell me to bring you back, we'll bring you back. Well, I went and checked in with her teacher. She's like, no, it doesn't look like it's bad. And her, she asked me if her boogies were green. I'm like, no, they're not. I'm like, no one, she doesn't have a fever. Nothing is just, she's like, we'll keep her for today. She's like, a lot of kids have been showing up with runny noses. So I'm like, fuck, shouldn't they be responsible? What the hell? That's why my kid yeah. got it. Can the runny noses stay home? Si tienen COVID or no, like, but it's still a cold. The colds are being worse than they were before mm -hmm. because kids haven't been exposed to so many germs like in a while. And then, you know, like, I'm just like, fuck, dude. But uh, then I have to understand, like, people don't have the same situations. Yeah, they can't probably stay home from work. Yeah. They're like, running nose, but escuela, cabron. Like, I can't mm -hmm. take care of you, you know? So anyway. My mom was the same way. I had to go to school. Yeah. Didn't care. I would go to school with a broken arm if I had to. <laughs> Missing teeth, bloody nose, todo. Vámonos. Vete a la escuela. A la escuelita. So, um, Irene, you were mentioning parents and, like, moms. So that you know, reminded me of how resistance can sometimes come from our parents. And it's like, we're, we're at a stage in our lives where our parents are getting older um, and we have to do a lot of things for them, but no, no piden la ayuda, you know? And I feel like it's been like that for a while. Uh, no piden la ayuda and then, or, or they'll tell you without asking for help, but sometimes it's a little bit too late to be able to help them like, you know, financially or, you know, health related situations or th or applications that they, they need to submit. Um, y lo digo because it's, it's, it's happened to me a lot with my parents and even tios, um, for example, um, I've seen it, I've seen it where I've, I've recommended something and they, they don't go for it. And then, uh, finally they come, come through and it's like, you know, te esperaste mucho. Remember when I had that conversation with you and I suggested this, pero no sé qué es de nuestra cultura que they still see us, not everyone, but they still see us like kids. I feel like they still see us as kids, even though we're like grown as adults. And for one reason or another, they won't accept advice or help from their own kids. I don't, I don't get it. I, I really don't get it. In my situation, I feel like I still show up, deal with my stubborn parents or deal with like stubborn family members. I still show up because I care. I want to help. And, you know, creo que tú fuiste la que dijiste en conversación earlier. Porque te nace, pues sí, me nace. Re more, more recently, I, I was trying to help my parents with the, uh, with preparing an advanced care directive and, and, and we'll, we'll have a workshop about this, but an advanced care directive is the form that you filled out to make sure that your health care wishes, you know, are written down and you designate an agent to make sure that those wishes um, go forward when you're too weak to make your own medical decisions. So this, this document had come up, um, I think months ago and I had told my parents, Hey, I learned how to do this at work. We should set it up. We should all work on it and do it together. Sí, 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 ya después, right? I would get that. And then more recently, 
one of the one of my mom's doctors had asked like hey do you have one in place you should do this y lo que pasa se empiezan a paniquear because they're like oh my god what is this what do i have to do como lo hago and my sister calls me like oh my god this document and i was like no se alarmen you know and i told my mom I'm like te acuerdas hace como dos meses que yo te estaba platicando de esta forma y que yo te iba a ayudar sí i'm like ah pues eso es i'm like no es no no quiere decir you know, okay, este es el fin, you know, no quiero decir eso. So how about we fill it out? We all fill it out. I explain to you what it is. Um, okay, finally, you know, dieron su brazo a torcer. So um, I sat down, I did a whole presentation for my parents. I said, hey, like I sat them down ahí sentaditos. I told them like, hey, this is what this document is. Do you guys have any questions? And I was giving examples. Okay, if this happens, then, you know, you choose to do this, X, Y, and Z, you know, algo así, por ejemplo. And um, no, 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 no tenemos nada de preguntas. And then, and then two weeks, oh, I leave the forms with them. And I said, hey, fill it out. Yeah, you know, when I come back again in a week or whatever, let me know if you have any questions. And okay, pasó, ¿verdad? I come back a week, two weeks, and I go into my parents' little, they, they keep, or my mom keeps this binder right now with all their important documents that she has to um, keep up with. And I look at it, los documentos vacíos, no habían llenado nada. And I'm like, oh my God, you know, why? No manches. What is it? The resistance, que no, no, you know, they're set in their ways. Um, quieren dejar todo para después. Y, you know, I don't, I think it's just the culture, right? Dejan todo para el final. They're not on top of things. Like with your parents, like I was, I, I was thinking about it. I mean, there's a fear of like the getting older part, right? Like no one wants to get old and, and not make decisions over their own body when they're not, you know, in the best uh, healthful con conditions, right? Um, but I feel that it's a fear, igual, like, oh, you know, I'm making a decision about my potential future that is related to my health, and I'm not ready for that. I mean, who is, right? We're, no one of us right. is ready. I mean, no one's ready. It's, 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 it's kind of like the fear, and you have, in a sense, like, también igual, like, address it, like, look, mom, dad, I know, I know you guys are afraid of this, but these are decisions we need to make, because we don't want to, you know, what if we end up doing something that you guys are not in your grave, you're going to be flipping over, you know, like, Exactly. You know? Exactly. And that actually came up. So the, the my my little uh, my scheme to make sure that they filled it out. I, I told my sister, my brother, and I said, hey, we should all fill this form out. I really want my parents to get it done. So let's all kind of sit in a circle and get it done. And we we did this. We did that this past Sunday. Um, they came over for brunch. They were there. And then I said it, you know, even my parents didn't know I had contacted my siblings and that they were there specifically for that. So uh, we were just kind of like, you know, talking and we had had breakfast or whatever. And and so I started talking about, hey, we should all do this form, you know, why? yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and then I said, I'm like, if you guys have any questions while well, I'm here and I'll just go over the form you know, step by step. And my mom and my dad, my dad just look at me. I was like, yeah, I was like, why not? So mom was like, okay. And I told my mom, I, I, <laughs> your mom's like probably thinking, yo pensaba que iban a sacar el tequila, íbamos a cantar. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I grab my mom, I tell my mom, I quieres que yo te lo llene? I'm like, yo empiezo a llenar el mío, because I said that, I'm like, we're all going to fill each other's out. Um, so I can, I can do yours if you want. Si, sí, está bien, está bien. And my dad's like, no, yo no quiero llenar el mío. And I was like, why, why not? No, 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 no. So he's like, es que, 
ay, es que llenando, y no se pone todo nerviosito, he was getting all nervous. He's like, I feel like if I, if I fill that out, something's going to happen. I'm going to like invoke something. And my, and we're like, no, dad, we're all doing it. It's going to be fine. And my mom just says, sí, sí, que lo llene. So, um, so finally he's like, what? Diana's like, oh, I'll fill it out for your, for, for you, dad. And so we start filling it out. Y ya poco a poco, you know, he, it. Uh, he got into it and we were all answering questions and we were like, I would say, okay, well, what about this? And then like, what would you think? Okay. You know, this scenario or that scenario. And so we all kind of went around and said like our reasons why, and, and that's how they finally got to do it when we did it as a group. And, um, you know, everyone was doing it. And I said, I'm like, that's the thing. My dad's like, Ay, no, pues ustedes hagan lo que quieran. I was like, no, because that, that creates stress on us. So wouldn't you feel comfortable knowing that we're going to decide for you uh, based on the decisions that you made? Ahorita, cuando estás sano, cuando estás, you know, consciente. And so, como que ahí ya agarró la onda. And that's how we completed it. And um, going back to, you know, ¿Por qué no lo querían hacer? Es because, yeah, they wait till the last minute. They're set on their ways. This document, as well as, like, you know, wills and trusts, it's not something that our families typically do. You know, we, we were, we, the conversation uh, brought up um, my grandfather, my mom's dad, who passed away, like, 20 years ago, and how, you know, he died without, without um, a will in Mexico, you know, and so that created chaos okay como se iba a dividir las cosas and that sort of thing um and i think in 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 life my grandpa had said that he wanted to be buried in his town in his pueblo and that didn't happen like he was buried in la ciudad de mexico with his wife and then so my sister's like se acuerdan que eso pasó y por qué no hicieron eso and then so anyway just to say like you know our our family is so not used to having these conversations and and creating these important documents that at the end of the day is gonna it's gonna benefit like the future generation like it's gonna create less stress on us when we have to make those decisions for our parents when they're not here or they're too too weak to make those decisions so uh, yeah, y lo que dije fue al final I was like you know what I'm like next we're gonna t we're gonna work on on a will and then um but I kind of like said it to my siblings I was like especially us that have minor kids you know it's so important to have a will so again why why it's it's more work on me pero por qué lo hago because I care and because I want them to to feel at ease with these documents. And I was telling them, I'm like, I do this all the time, you know, papi, mommy, like I do it all the time now. You know, I help the clients make these decisions and they feel so good after it's finalized. They just know que, que, va, que, algo, que sus cosas van a estar protegidas y que ellos van a estar protegidos at the end of the day, so. And you know, it's cool if anybody wants to bring their parent and do exactly what Ceci did. She's gonna do the workshop on December 2nd. What time Ceci is that workshop? It's at five, I believe. Yes, five o'clock on December second. It's free to the community, young or old. This is not just for folks that might be older and, and in retirement age and dealing with ailments. This is for everybody because you all know that at any moment, especially with COVID, could be faced with a situation that our family has to decide what's best for us, and we don't want them to make the wrong decision. We do not want them to make the wrong decision. So, what is the decision we want? So, bring your family, bring your friends. Just got married, you're newlyweds. Like, it's good to start thinking about these things. Obviously, this is going to cover this form, but if you have questions for Ceci, that's a really good work 
workshop to sort of bring your questions to a legal expert, by the way. I mean, it's not mm -hmm. just this workshop. It's the fact that you have time with Ceci for free for an hour to get the questions in this realm answered. And again, if you have resistance for people in your life who don't want to make the decisions, who don't want to grow, who don't want to think about growth mindset things, of course, our parents were like, we're not going to talk about money. We're not going to talk about wills and trust. My mom would say, para que, para que les quede todo a las, a las, ¿cómo dice? Like your daughter-in-law. You know, my mom was like those people. So it's like so difficult. But at the end of the day, she does have a living trust. She kept it a secret. She did it with a family member that's not any of her kids because she always says, and I don't care what the idea is, but I'm glad that we were strong enough to get her to think about these things because you have to make these decisions. Like you shouldn't leave things in limbo. It's like buying life insurance. Don't have resistance for that. Yeah. It's a good thing to have it. Like, right. Yeah, you're not going to benefit from it if you're the one that drops dead. But the people in your life will not suffer if you are thinking ahead. So all of that resistance in life to not make these decisions that are hard decisions. Right now we're talking about these kinds of decisions. But all decisions, decisions to leave that bad relationship, quit that terrible job. I don't know, move to the country you've always wanted to live in or the city you've always wanted to live in to take a leap, to get a coach, to get a therapist. Do it. Do it, do it, do it. And when you're trying to do stuff like that, I promise you that you're going to have even more resistance. When you're trying oh, to be yeah. great, when you're trying to grow, when you're trying to do big things, that's when re resistance happens. Like adversity happens when you're trying to do big things. It's, it's like that's how the universe works. Like everybody knows you're about to level up. Everyone knows it. You know it. You're walking different. You're acting different. People may be commenting about it or hating on you a little bit or noticing that like zhuzh, zhuzh, get you're suddenly caring. Don't stop. Don't stop because of the haters, because of the comments, because of the judgment. Resistance happens. Maybe you lose your job at a time when you were thinking about going out on your own and being an entrepreneur. Maybe you were going to leave a relationship and suddenly you find you're pregnant and you're like, I shouldn't leave this relationship. That's resistance. The timing of life is resistance. Like, no, if you know your why, why you're leaving a job, why you're leaving a marriage, why you're doing mm -hmm. anything to grow and elevate. Don't let the other things around you hold you back. Go back to your why. Why am I moving on? Why am I growing? Why do I care about these documents? Why do I care about changing my life? Know why you want to change it and then resistance will become smaller. I promise. 100% agree with that, Irene. I was going to say, that's the universe and that's God and that's everyone telling you. Make sure your why is strong enough. Make sure your why is really your why. Speaking of um, my why I told you guys in, in private earlier that I'm like, oh, Doña Mari's here uh, to watch the girls. And then earlier I was like feeling bad because I'm like, oh my God, I didn't pick up like stuff in the kitchen so you can clean it. And I was like, no, I'm like, why? Why did I tell her to come? Para que me ayude so she can help me clean and pick up. Ahorita que es cuando más lo necesito because I haven't had time. Ahora sí que de nada, ni siquiera doblar ropa. Nada, 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 nada. So, ¿por qué está aquí? Para ayudarme. So that's my why. Don't feel bad for having the house a mess. Like, um, be sure of your why. Be sure of your why. Y déjate ayudar. Como my, <laughs> my cousins would always joke around where we'd be like, déjate querer. You know, like, déjate ayudar. Déjate que, de que alguien te ayude, te preste la mano sin que haya, like, any kind of, like, guilt or worry about, like, they're going to want something in return. When you're able to give it back, give it back, pay, you know, pay, give it back, pay it forward, whatever it is. Um, but don't be afraid of getting that help or, you know, getting that extra hand or even asking for it. So I'm glad, Ceci, that you were like, you checked yourself. You kind of were just like, no, 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 don't let those little thoughts, those little evil guilt thoughts come into my mind. Like, you know, you're doing a lot and we need to make sure that we also um, take note of the things that we're doing and the reasons why people are, are in our lives to contribute for us to be able to grow and move forward and not have that stress and not have that guilt, you know? 
So Doña Maris there for you because she knows she's like, hey, me conviene que me hables así because that's that's you know helps me in my, in one way, you know. And she if she wasn't available, she'll tell you no. So it's with anything. It's with anything. So um, this okay. uh, talking about this path of the of the resistance. Um, yeah, it makes me think that you know that no matter how how focused we are and like really creating that you know creating this journey forward and growing that it's it's very important that we we ask ourselves like the reasons the reasons why we're doing them and and, and really write them down because some of those things might change as you go along and you know and your circumstances might change as you move along but if there's anyone worth you know investing in or anyone worth taking the time to work on it's for you you know there's always 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 this resistance comes from because these people want something from you they need something from you but how are you going to be able to give to them you know provide for their needs and their wants when you can't even do that for yourself if it you know it could be the smallest goals you know to just like a daily walk or a cup of coffee in the morning by yourself or a moment to meditate a moment to just you know whatever it is and it could be as big as your professional life and your career and making these big moves the thing is that when people see you doing better, they want that for themselves. And it's either going to be, they're going to get in your way to stop you in your tracks, or you're going to be like, look, I'll help you when I'm done with what I have to do. And that comes, you know, as a way of like this non-existent word in, in our Latino culture, which is boundaries and just being committed to you, being committed to ourselves to really like, I need to take care of me. I need to do things for me so that I can, porque me nace querer dar a mi familia, me nace to be there for my partner for when they need it, or for my kids, or for my mom and my dad, you know, we, it, it's as first generation kids, you know, from immigrant parents, we want to give back to them. And we have this idea that our parents are waiting for this payback, right? And I think I mentioned this before, in conversations with some of my clients, where they have this idea that they want to give back to their parents, like, I want to provide their retirement fund. I want to be able to buy them a home because they haven't been able to. And they have all this stress on them of, of having to build this fund or having to buy this house or having to do this for their family as paying them back. And the stress comes from a self-perceived notion. It's projected onto themselves. Like They project that to themselves of what their parents want. When in reality, their parents just want them to do their thing. You know, they're like, I, I, and that the thing is that you won't know unless you have that, that talk with your parents. Like, look, I would love to be able to do this for you guys. How do you guys think about that? And of course there's going to be parents resistance of like, no, we don't need that. Okay. Well, what do you need? Well, maybe we do need this, but don't buy us a house. We don't need that. We're okay where we're at. No, it's okay. We don't need a retirement, but maybe just help us out with, you know, a plan to set ourselves up for this. Okay, great. But if we don't talk about it, there's going to, you know, there's not, there's going to be this ongoing stress that we have that we projected onto ourselves without really even knowing. And in this case, when you see the resistance from others and needing you, the only way to be able to give more of yourself is by giving to you first. Fill your bucket, baby. Metal to what you're saying is like that resistance is often self-imposed because of our own minds, like our own minds, like that scenario you talked about is like yes. pressure that we put on ourselves. Like, but I was saying your parents don't even want that, but some people live like their whole lives trying to make their parents proud. 
because maybe you've struggled to make your parents proud. Maybe they're critical. Maybe they're not, you know, very vocal about their love for you. They're not um, touchy-feely, you know, the traditional kind of Latino hangups that we have. Like, my dad was very macho. My mom was very critical. Or we never really hugged or never really said I love you. You always see those memes, like how big it is for someone to first hear I love you from a parent and their adults. But then think about people that are their whole lives chasing that love trying to make those parents proud, trying to get that attention. Like you can do the biggest thing, like Vero said, you can do the biggest thing for them. They may, they may still not be impressed. They may still not say thank you. They may still not say I love you. So you are putting all this pressure on yourself. You're talking yourself into all this pressure and resisting making change in your life because sometimes you're making your life goals even harder. Like Veto, I think with those clients that really want to do these huge, huge things for the parents, I think one step at a time, set yourself up first. How are you? Is your retirement in order, honey, before you're paying for it? I know they're older, <laughs> but you know the thing on the freaking plane, like you can't yeah. give the oxygen, that overused little cliche. But yeah. yes, like is your oxygen mask to the T on point. Are you all good together? You know, they want to help their parents, want to help their parents, but maybe you're the one that needs therapy or maybe you're the one that needs like help with finances or help with goals. And like Vittle said, you'll set a really good example, but take away the pressure of like their life and your life. Like honey, they've lived their life. This is your yeah. life to live. And I know I'm talking to Latino families. I know I'm one of them. I grew up in one of them. Like we take such a big responsibility about being caretakers, about being there for our parents who were there for us. I think you can have it both. It's not an and or a or. I'm not saying that. You can have both, but know your why and put you first. I think that's important. Mm -hmm. I love the saying, you see it a lot more now, like to be strong, to help others is great. Like position yourself to be so amazing and so well adjusted and so well taken care of and so grown up in a lot of ways, not as a grown up literally, but in your mindset, in your heart, in your mental health, that then you have no choice but to be helpful to your church, to your community, to your parents, because the wealth is in abundance and you can give back, but don't be in a place where you're still trying to get your life together and there's resistance all over the place and you have all this pressure to like impress the family, the neighbors, the spouse. My mom, is 80. I like to remind everybody of her age and I'm 40. And so the other day at the hospital, I was telling her, I take her to this trip or not this trip. I wish it was a trip. I take her to this appointment religiously for her eye doctor. They freaking put a needle through her eye. I've probably already said this on the podcast, but it's like insane what my mom goes through because she's losing her sight and has been losing it. So she gets her eye injections and I take her in. I'm like, she's like the strongest lady. And the other day I told her like, look, mom, I know that you don't like my advice because I know that I'm just your kid. And it was a really cute way I delivered it, guys. I was like, I know that I don't know nothing because, you know, I was like, yo tenga hijos. Mom would say that to me forever, right? Like, tú no entiendes. Tú no tienes hijos. Tus hijos están chiquitos. Or, or when I didn't have kids, you're not going to know. Te vas a acordar de mí cuando seas madre. Whatever. I said, mom, I'm 40 now. My son's 15 now. Can I give you some advice about your son? You know, so I had they come from a place of like now i have all the resume that you wanted me to have now i have the credibility now i'm raising a 15 year old boy can i talk to you about like how i talk to my son if it may it might help trying to get advice it's about her communicating with one of my brothers i did see her like perk up and like listen and vettel for the first time especially for the first time i felt like my mom was actually taking my advice from a peer but y'all had to wait a long time. She's 80. I'm 40. <laughs> for 40 years. God. Oh, man. 40 years to get my mom yeah. to be like, you know what? You're right. That works for you and Isaiah. And I felt like, man, all the years I've waited to be able to say, mom, let me give this like one piece of advice. So my point is that long-winded story to say, I just had to do me, y'all. Like, 
10 years ago, five years ago, I realized like just do me, do the best I can as a mom, grow and learn. And then maybe one day I can impart some little bit of wisdom. Obviously, my mom is so much brighter than me and has lived a longer life and knows so much more than I know. I know that obviously she's so much older, but I was able to impart a little bit of wisdom, but I truly had to go through some stuff with my own kid and communicate with my own kid and grow as a mom and live the life before she really listened. So in a lot of aspects, do you, do you first. And then I think you serve other people better. No, thank you, Irene, for sharing that. Me hiciste llorar acá yo tratándome de aguantar las... Oh, Lágrimas so that my makeup doesn't run and oh, my eyelashes. Yeah, pues eso de que tú, you know, with your mom, y que a los 80 años, and then, you know, you're 40, and she finally, she's finally listening. Mm -hmm. um, because we, you know, we all know how, how that is. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I remember having a conversation with my mom. También en estos meses, I was like, Mom, yo sé que a nosotros tus hijos no, les, no nos haces caso. Yo sé, y, y sabes que, it's okay, yo lo entiendo. Yo sé que uh, con tus hermanos sí les, les haces caso. Y este, y, and it's okay, you know what? I, I've come to accept that. Um, and she, I mean, I, I guess she doesn't see it like that because she was like, no, you know, um, era cuando estaba en el hospital. La hace, no, la hace, por, eh, la hace ahora, todos los días, I always just text you, uh, Manny and Diana first, and then I tell my brother, my siblings. I was like, okay. I was like, bueno. But, you know. Uh, yeah, but you get it. We get it. Yeah, we get, we it. get it. It's hard to sometimes it's hard. Them because they don't. Yeah. Like, I know that you've had stories where you've given her advice and then she went in one ear, out the other. And yeah. come to you months later, like, my brother said this. And you're like, I freaking gave you this piece advice. I'm your daughter. I know. I know. You know what's weird to me right now that I was just listening? Okay, so, Irene, you're the youngest. Ceci, you're the oldest. And I was thinking of our family. And my mom, like, with me, she still sees me as a baby. You know, she'll call me and remind me, don't forget to give comidita a tus niños, dales de comer, que no se te olviden. <laughs> yeah. Your life's like, mom, they would die. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. how do you, what makes you think I would not feed my children? You know, like, so, but the thing is, like, when she talks about my sister, when she tells my sister, like, oh, Gabriela es muy buena para cuidar los niños, y Gabriela es this, and Gabriela I'm like, awesome mom but i am also a 40 year old i'm almost 40 i'm gonna stay young forever i'm almost 40 i think i know some i think you've taught me well enough to be able to know that i to watch over my children and make sure that they ate and that they're you know but like when it comes from me anything that comes from me it's like taken very like uh, like a grain of salt uh, como sea. when it's from my sister it's like textbook it's bible like no this is this is your sister knows and i'm like uh, we both know very different things but it doesn't mean that we don't know and you can't take our our advice or our opinion seriously like please just i'm just like you at all we're in the same boat my sister's the give oldest, me a chance kids in the middle my mom yeah. thinks that my sister's like got it you know and that i have a lot of life and growing up to do she's changed a lot recently but for many years like tú eres la loca you know tú eres la loca. <laughs> <laughs> la loca. she's you know be more like your sister like calmate yeah girl i feel you <laughs> Yo, and, and then sissy in the sense of the brothers the, bro the boys can do no wrong oh, oh they're the wisest yeah. okay and oh, I know yeah. my my cunis listens to my to our podcast, so she can agree right now. She's gonna be like, "Yes, true." My mom, hands down, her son could do no wrong. Aunque dice, ah, es medio esto y eso, like, oh, no matter what, yeah, do no wrong. So it's right. Yeah, it's totally get it. Yeah, yeah. But, to the to this day, my mom she never calls me or my sister. Like we always call her. Oh, pero Manny, cómo estás? <laughs> este, le, you know, text. Lo, le manda text every day. Ya comiste? Or, you know, or, or también, you know, my, my, my brother has his own business, right? He, he, he can schedule his clients como él quiera. Pero ahorita con, cuando estamos, you know, ayudándole at her house, oh, es que Manny ya se tiene que ir. And I'm like, 
okay and and so diana and i are like he's his own boss like it's okay for him to miss um do you and cambio like we work for an organization so we have to kind of like you know we have flexibility but if it, if any of the three of us has more flexibility it should be my brother he has his own business running that so anyway resistance machismo resistance! baby i alluded yeah. to it earlier machismo baby yeah. like you're gonna have people thinking that you get to do one thing because you're a female but the men in your life get to do something different because they're male i mean my mom for years criticized whenever i was doing more than diego if i was working more than diego and she could tell like he's doing the pickups at school and he's at the meetings and i'm at the office she hated on that she doesn't like that like she wants it to be like i'm the one recogiendo los niños and i'm the one y ya el entrenado, ya el entrenado. i always remind her like we share today's not my day. Remember mom, it's Tuesday. Today's my day in the office. Remember mom, it's Wednesday. So I, I can't go today because this is the day that Diego's working late and I'm with the kids. Like I literally have purposely, like I reinforce my habit and my pattern because I think it shows her that like, dang, they really share. Like he's cooking today and she's not like, that's okay. <laughs> like that's mm -hmm. how her life is and how he is. Not that ella está loca, like ella no cocina. Like no, today's my day. <laughs> no, ya se dejó lavar el coco, Irene. Ya se dejó lavar el coco. Yeah, ya se le fue. She's really lost it. She belongs yeah, in a little bit, but it's Friday today and so Diego's out there cooking today it's the modern ages baby and I would have gone crazy yeah. if I would have tried to do it the way my Everything. family thought it needed to be done oh my god I would be overwhelmed like if Diego didn't help me as much as he does if, if Diego luckily thank god he was raised different so Diego's super duper duper helpful and I'm so grateful because I don't really have to ask for help in a lot of aspects in my personal life. So people think, oh, she's got it all together. I have a magical husband. You know how people say that, like great wives behind them. Like I have a magical husband next to me who helps me with a lot of the day to day. And the kids have like two moms and two dads. Like we step in in both roles, you know, like my son will talk to me about things that are really heavy. And sometimes people would think that that's only reserved for the dad. Right. And then my daughter will talk to my husband about things that are heavy and then vice versa, like super random tangent super random it's okay like, it's okay my point it's is good. whatever your resistance is and even if it yeah. comes naturally yeah. from your culture no yeah from your culture that's you. my point like yeah. my, my yeah. daughter was talking to my husband about like deodorant and wearing deodorant and then she was mortified that i hope she doesn't hear me because didn't kill me that i knew that they had that conversation and i love that i love that you guys like i think that's like breaking the resistance and the patterns and the traditions of our families like my dad would never have talked to me about personal hygiene my dad would have died he'd rather die than talk it's not supposed to be embarrassing why is wearing deodorant embarrassing? But it's embarrassing for no, little kids. Yeah. It's embarrassing yeah. for little kids to talk about it. Yeah. And so that they could talk about it and my husband could have that conversation with her and they have like a, oh God, I'm gonna, she's going to divorce me when she hears this. She's going to be emancipated at 16 when she hears this, but they have a secret <laughs> handshake that <laughs> they do. Tough. They literally have a secret handshake that they do. So he's hinting to her that she needs to get a little deodorant under her. So he doesn't tell her in words. So he doesn't embarrass her or put her on the spot. Uh -huh. He's got a little secret handshake. So she knows uh -huh. that needs to go get a little more deodorant, girl. Uh -huh. Anyway, the point is that's a secret between them. And I love that. And of course, that's my so husband cool. spilled the beans and told me about it. Uh -huh. But I love that because I think it's breaking these traditional things that we don't even realize it, that we like don't talk to our dads and we're little girls or we keep things from our moms and we're little boys. So resistance manifests in a lot of ways. Break those freaking patterns, my point. That's my tag. I love that. That's good. I love it. I love it that we're in this new generation, that we're modernas and that we have that with our, that balance with our partners and that we're bringing that to the table for the next, for our kids and that they're going to see that growing up. They're going to see like, in mi casa, both my mom and my dad cooked. In mi casa, both my mom and dad helped with the chores. Y cada quien, you know, tenía sus responsabilidades, but it was, it was equal. It wasn't like, my mom doesn't cook because, I mean, my dad doesn't cook because he's a man. It's like, so I'm proud of us. I'm proud that our kids are going to get to see that and do that for themselves too. 
New habits, baby. Different kinds of resistance. To the women out there listening to our podcast, um, I love what Irene just said about her, you know, her her husband and her and her daughter having a relationship. And I feel that many times as we're growing up in in our Latino households and our culture, it's like, no, you don't. No te acerques a tu papá tanto. Like you know, like even now, like like Otto helps me a lot with the kids, and he helps like you know bathe Gali. Like they bathe on their own, and when it's ready for them to like get out of the tub, you know, we make sure they're fully clean. And or he helps the night diaper. My mom's like, don't let him get close to her like that. You know, it's like I know it's her dad, but then you know they're men, and I'm like, mom, no, like that's her father. I trust him. He's my husband. And I trust that, you know, he doesn't do any harm to her. And I'm, I'm around, I'm there. It's not like he's doing this escondido, you know, but there's this thing of like, there shouldn't be like, in a sense that relationship should not exist. And I feel that I love the fact that, you know, you mentioned this about Sophie and, and, and Diego, because I had a better relationship when I was growing up with my dad and my brother. And I feel that I didn't feel comfortable with my mom because her expectations of me as a daughter were just not there. And it was hard for me to try to talk to her about something because if it wasn't me being compared to my sister, it was me being compared to somebody else that lived down the road or someone. So for me, it was just so much easier to reach out to my dad, talk to my dad, you know, talk about my heartbreaks, talk about, you know, just anything. And with my, and with my brother, the same thing. And I didn't have that with my mom and my sister. So for all the women listening, if you don't have connections with your, you know, with your dads or, or somehow because of cultural reasons, like, you know, reach out to them. They have some wise words to share and they have, you can find some reassurance in them and, and in you, who you are as a person, as, you know, as that little girl that you were, you know, and, and now as a, and now as a grown woman, and they can give you these perspectives and discuss and give you this comfort that you sometimes don't feel when you speak to other, other men. And sometimes it's because there wasn't that relationship when you were growing up. So give yourself a chance, you know, have these conversations with, with your dads, your brothers, you know, and, and really open up to make us comfortable just in the, in the world itself of, you know, when we decide to share our stories with men and women or anyone that decides to, to take a, give us a chance and listen. Pero so. I wanted to give you a hug right now. You described like my relationship with my mom too, like the comparing thing. Like I know you said a lot and it was all beautiful, but I'm sitting here like, oh, if I could reach out and hug little. Like, there's such a commonality yeah. there. Like, I'm so glad that you had your dad and your brother. Like good for you, you know, like because mm-hmm. it's hard to grow up with critical moms that compare you to the whole neighborhood plus your sister. Like that's perfect. Like, <laughs> I know the feeling. I know the feeling. You know, what was small, what was small, but the rancho was small too. So thank God, you know. <laughs> but imagine if any and ladies are out there listening to that and mama's like ours. We see you, we feel you, we hear you. That'll give you great advice to like try to build those relationships now or keep it pushing. Yeah. Oh, keep yeah. it pushing. Thank you for tuning in again to another wonderful episode of the Level of Latina podcast. We're very thankful for you. Thanksgiving is coming up, so make sure you don't forget that it's on the 25th. But before we go, a quick reminder that if you want to keep this conversation going, if, if, if something here struck something within you, the resistance and wanting to grow, and then, you know, you know, finding your why, Level of Latina is here. If you need some coaching, some guidance, we will find a way to create plans for you to really learn how to set boundaries for yourself and really get the growth that you need and that you're looking for. So don't be afraid to reach out to us. If you want to keep this conversation going as well, you can always find Find us on our social media accounts, Instagram, and on Facebook. We're at Level Up Latina. You can also go to our website, which is leveluplatina.com. That is also where you can find the information on our website for our event, the workshop that will be hosted by our dear Ceci. 
And that's going to be on December 2nd from 5 to 6. Come with your questions and come to learn about how to set up this advanced healthcare directive and get those things in line. So also, if you have any concerns or any questions, you can always find us and send us an email to admin at leveloflatina.com and find us on Twitter at Latina underscore up. But other than that, thank you so much for tuning in today. Las queremos, los queremos a todos. And um, thank take care easy, you. everybody. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Besos. Go off to your thank date you night wish. looking gorgeous. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Goth rocker gorgeous. Put it on Instagram. Show us on Instagram. Okay. okay. Well, well. Hands up, boo. Yeah. Boo. Eso va a ser privado. No, your why. Her why oh. tonight is to get laid. My why. why I'll be at home with, with my mocos in the scary movie. You're going to get laid too. You're going to get laid too. Yeah. Yeah. Why tonight. No, mocos, yeah. Actually, sex, sex helps with the cold. It does. Yeah, it does. Clears up the sinuses. And I hope my muffin helps too because I talked about a muffin and some cupcakes. Mm -hmm. so that's my oh, why tonight. There you go. Sex with that there muffin. I know, girl. We could. Muffin top. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this. <laughs> <laughs>